Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. I got the crayon out of my brain and I'm ready to go. Matt, if you have a crayon in your brain already, that we should leave that in there. <laughs> I don't want you any smarter. Uh, I don't know, I'm pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> you say that, I'll lose in Simpsons trivia forever if you take that crayon out exactly Hi. that's what i need that's only the edge in oh i see hi guys we are brought to you by sports on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpsons show for only two hours a month gain access to all of our bonus content a bunch of bonus episodes a bunch of new episode reviews of new episodes of the simpsons however bad they may be we have a person to thank matt all right ben thank you ben thank you ben this week's episode is home r H-O-M-R, episode B-A-B-F-22, originally aired January 7th, 2001. We're in 2001, Matt. Yay, woo, 2001, when, what? you know, real society happened. Real society. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about that. Written by Al Jean, directed by Mike B. Anderson, received a Nielsen rating of approximately 10, which is about 10.2 million households, but they, they're going back and forth in Nielsen ratings. I don't know what they mean, but it was the highest rated broadcast on Fox that week. It was 19th something. In, 19th in the ratings, it tying a 2001 Sugar Bowl pregame show on ABC. Woo. Woo. <laughs> you can always count on sports to be in the top, you yep. know, however many. Yep. Uh, the chalkboard gag, network TV is not dead. I would say that was true in 2001. That's true. Not, not so much now. Uh, now it's, that's much more debatable. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of a network television show I watch. I still watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's about it. So one show, <laughs> uh, and the well, Simpsons. There might be more. You watch the Simpsons. Well, the Simpsons, yeah, and Bob's Burgers because it's still pretty good. There you go. Uh, the couch gag. The Simpsons, except for Bart, are placed on the couch by pneumatic transport tubes from Futurama. Fry is on the couch in Bart's place for a second, and then he is replaced by Bart. You know, I I like Futurama, so I like this. It's good. I mean, it's clever. It's like if, if you know what Futurama is, this is this is perfect for you. Yeah, it makes sense. Some cross. I mean, they wouldn't get to an actual crossover too much, 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 much later. But well, they ran out of ideas. Yeah. Um, this one begins with the family going to an animation festival. Throw on the nose, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, so they go to an animation festival. We see lots of background. There's a lot of background gags here. There are you know different cartoons uh, that you've that we like or don't like that are just kind of. In the, on the edges, uh, it is another way for the Simpsons to wedge in some uh, breaking fourth wall kind of jokes, some meta uh, references. Uh, the first one being that animated shows are everywhere. Animation is so great. It's way better than whatever the alternative is. Seems like animated shows are everywhere. Or were last year. Cool. Japanimation. Electroweb, deploy! <laughs> now I control the Roboverse. <laughs> oh, you didn't? You want to activate prawn power? No, and I, I actually ask why a wolf is just shooting a web. I don't. I don't need. There's another. That adds another forty-five seconds to that clip, Matt, and I don't think it is necessarily <laughs> worth it. Fair enough. Uh, I try. I try to keep in mind that. Yeah, this is 2001, so, you know, anime and was not as easily easily accessible to a Western audience. 
in 2001. You got, you know, the you got a few shows that were on on Cartoon Network and like lower like lower tiered animation uh <laughs> animation yeah, the ones they thought would uh would travel well. Yeah, like Sailor Moon, you probably could see that Dragon Ball and like if you were willing to get up or stay up late on various episodes, various uh channels you could probably get more anime but there's not a lot of it however in 2019 there's it has never been easier to watch any anime you'd ever want to um and these jokes i don't i don't know if like i when i think of transforming type shows i generally don't think of anime i think of western cartoons that yeah transformers or Captain Planet or something go, along those lines. GoBots or uh, yeah. Voltron. Those are all Western cartoons. Well, Voltron. Made. Is Voltron a Western cartoon? I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't. Oh, it was an adaptation of anime. So okay. Technically, yes. It was. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there was. Anime is an incredibly, incredibly old culture. And they've been making, yeah. they've been making television and movies for just as long as we've been making yeah. western animation it's 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 just weird to hear something be called japanimation it makes me yeah right it makes me cringe i really don't want that word is so terrible um but we get we get a little we get some anime we get some uh cartoons don't have to make sense literally the characters saying cartoons which I, don't i'm pretty sense. sure at this point is the simpsons motto yeah it doesn't I, have to make sense it's animated our is this episode making fun of the show? I have to wonder when this was written, because if it was written in season 12, Al Jean saw what was going on and was like, I'm going to write an episode about this. I feel like it would be, but if it's a leftover from a previous idea he had six years ago, probably not. This was the final episode of season 11's production run. So technically I mean, it was made in seasonal. It was written with the same, the, all these season 11 episodes, but still that makes, that's still Scully years. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we never know how much of things are ideas. Uh, we didn't write this episode in season six, and so we used it later. Um, we get some gravy and Jabriath. I wonder what this is referencing. Wait, I'm confused. Why was a wolf shooting a web? Cartoons don't have to make sense. He's right, you do. Daddy, are you sure it's okay for us to watch cartoons? Mm-hmm. This one's fine and dandy, Roddy. It's approved by a council of principal Lutheran ministers. What you making there, Gravy? It's a pipe bomb, Jabriath, for to blow up Planned Parenthood. I don't know, Gravy. I'm sick of your lack of faith. Hmm? Uh-huh. What Gravy? Yeah, I get what they're going for here, but uh, no, don't do that. It's much. I mean, YouTube didn't exist in 2001, that, but now it does in the year 2019, yeah. and it has many, many anim cartoons and <laughs> and shows that are radicalizing young people into uh, terrorism, basically. And uh, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> I can't laugh no, at it. No, it's not religious. Religion based extremism is uh, I don't think it was ever really funny. But uh, yeah, now it's it's really bad. It, uh, it, it, maybe this part should be cut out of currently airing episodes. I, speaking. Yeah, we're it's I can't I can't. Sorry. The this uh, I still man, I'm gonna say I still like this episode. I still like it. Oh, I do, too. 
but I feel like this part you could cut out and not be lost much. It's this episode in general. I feel like has in in a vacuum, it is better than when watched in succession of season twelve. If you watch it in a vacuum, you know you just come to it and go, you know, today I'm gonna watch Homar. I'm gonna watch this episode. I like it. The weird, the weird scullier stuff doesn't stand out because you're only watching this episode. But when you've watched all of them in succession, the formulas are much more apparent. The repeated uses of certain kinds of jokes are are apparent, and it makes it brings the episode down a little bit. And that's really my my criticism is I I don't like it as much as I remember it. Mainly, I think because I've been watching all these Scullier episodes in a row every week, and it's very apparent all the things they the the formulas the 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 same kind of jokes they rely upon over and over and over again and the i don't it's, it wears on you yeah i mean it's just this episode does a lot of things well and there's just a few things that kind of anchor you and then oh this is still season 12 yeah little reminders uh we got so we get grave inch breath and hilarious terrorism jokes then we get cigarette commercials and cartoons with Itchy and the the broken body of Scratchy and Louis Armstrong? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Was, was he in a lot of cigarette commercials? I think a lot of people back then were in cigarette commercials because it's like beer commercials now. It's just what you do when you want money. <laughs> I thought you went to Japan and did Japanese commercials about whiskey. I mean, you could also do those. Okay. Um, so we get cigarette commercials and Itchy and Scratchy. And then we get, I guess, the start of the plot in a weird roundabout way. Because Homer is uh, the volunteer, volunteers for a motion capture suit, which makes a cartoon character on a screen do the same actions that you are doing with your body. Which, it exists. This is a thing that you can do now. Yep. I don't. I don't know if they that they had this technology in 2001 that could do it at the at least not with this kind of response. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, I mean, especially live because I feel like this is the kind of thing where even now for big budget movies they will do this, but it will take months afterward of them taking that data. There now the days there is a there is ways to do it um, using uh, like VR basically as reference points, and if you have to create a you have to create a system. There are I'm I'm aware of them, but it's still kind of in the, it's still being developed. Um, so Homer does some zany stuff. He hey Matt Homer becomes a cartoon dog. He does. That's that's a thing that happened. It is a thing that happened once, and now it happens again. And there is even a Poochie sign in the background in in the one of the crowd shots or at the very beginning of the episode. Becomes a cartoon dog, and uh, there's jokes about him doing, you know, cartoony stuff. And then he goes and into the bathroom with the suit still on and pees. Which, woo. woo. I mean, uh, it's funny because there are times, uh, especially in the uh, up until the late 90s, when you never saw anyone go to the bathroom. I mean, no one went, no one even showed a bathroom until like the 60s on television because people thought it was gross or rude or whatever. And that has become less of an issue now. Uh, but I guess that's what they're getting. It's like, oh, look, someone's peeing. That's a big thing. Also, Homer doesn't realize it, and just it's okay. It's fine. It doesn't. It it it's fine. It just feels like it. They needed. It. They wanted him to do something, and they thought, well, it'd be a funny thing. Um, 
So they leave the animation festival, but Homer cannot let go of the motion capture suit. He thinks it's a it's a surefire hit, surefire success. So he talks to Lenny and Carl about investing in it. That motion capture suit is just what this country needs. Just think of all the hilarious motions that are going uncaptured. Like this. <laughs> see? Now, wouldn't you love to see that move performed by a cartoon possum? And a possum capering around like that would be a smash hit. That would be the world's funniest marsupial. You're right. That suit gizmo could be worth billions. And I'm going to get a piece of the action. So, does he still work here or what? Okay, I think that is a good example of a, I don't want to say fourth wall, but a meta joke uh, of, of basically, hey, real quick, just a reminder, we know that we've done this before. It's quick, it's one line, it takes mm. less than five seconds, and then you move on from it and go on with the episode. Matt, mm. I would agree with you. If, like you said, it, like I said earlier, if this was in isolation. Yeah. However, this is the third episode in a row that they've made this exact joke. Yeah. The third in a row. And I these were not made, like they weren't, they are not, they are out of order in their production run. So they were not produced this, this, this. You know, this is the last episode of the last season's production run. wasn't the, not aired until... This is the ninth episode of the twelfth season, so it, it, they waited a while to air it. And but the and the two previous episodes are in the same production run, but out of order. So they're just you know I don't know how necessarily the producers figure out like what order they're going to air episodes in, but they chose to air three episodes in a row that all have the same joke about Homer not working at the plant anymore, or jokes about the show making jokes about Homer basically not using his not having a job anymore yeah and this isn't them doing the same joke they did in season four or season six or even season nine this is literally three episodes in a row with the exact same joke and i we get that you guys understand that you don't need to keep poking us in the face yeah so i get i get i it's it's again the scullier stuff where they just are like so happy to remind you this isn't real. They don't want you. Don't ever even think for a second. This is real. Don't ever get attached to these characters. So Homer goes to the this 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 is <laughs> this sequence, Matt. This sequence where Homer is getting the stock and he's get he has to go to the bank to get the money and then go to the to this the weird pop up stock store, <laughs> the investing store. For some yeah. reason, he 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 has to go to the bank, and then he has to commit fraud, which the bank's totally cool with. And then he has to go to the stock investor place, and then he has to, and then he's like relishing having the stock, and it's like it feels interminable. I don't know what is the point of this. It it this is like the say what you will about jokes about Homer peeing. At least they're jokes. Like I don't understand yeah. the jo the joke part of any of. Homer def defrauds his family of like he needs Marge's money to what are they real okay so Homer gets money he buys the stock he buys 500 500 stocks of the animation you mean shares shares stocks whatever's that's why they pay you the big bucks Matt because you you got the brains like I said mm -hmm. the big bucks yep <laughs> uh, there's this is a very long 
it feels longer than it is probably sequence where Homer's just like owning stock in his company and then it goes up a little bit and then it plummets and Homer lost all his money. They declared super duper bankruptcy. What is it like? Chapter 89 or something? Yeah, it's extre- it's really high number, Matt. Meets its worst. Yeah. So Homer lost all the money and he divulges this to the family at a family meeting. Okay, people, let's keep this short. We all want to get home to our families. <laughs> all right, first item. I lost our life savings in the stock market. Now let's move on to the real issue. Lisa's hogging of the maple syrup. Well, maybe if Mom didn't make such dry waffles. There, I said it. Well, maybe if you ate some meat, you'd have a natural lubricant. <gasps> you lost all our money? Point of order. I didn't lose all the money. There was enough left for this cowbell. Damn you, eBay. Yep, damn you, eBay. Uh, so, Homer's lost all the money. And we haven't even really got to the plot yet. That's the other thing. This episode's extremely slow starter. Which seems to happen a lot in the Scully years. I mean, this is worse than usual. Now, this is like, I, I've, I've actually, I think I'm going to do this all the time now, is I wrote down when Act 2 starts. It's nine minutes in. Nine minutes in this episode, Act 2 starts, and they really haven't gotten to the plot yet, because the plot is Smart Homer. You know, the plot is Smart Homer and him starting to connect with Lisa because they are now the intelligent intelligent people in the family. Yeah, I feel like the best Simpsons episodes have at least introduced the plot by the end of the first act. Like, we haven't even, like, it's halfway this episode before the key plot actually shows up. Yeah. Uh, so, and with that, we go to commercial. Damn, damn you, eBay. <laughs> so, uh, when we come back, Homer is trying to come up with ideas to make back the money. Uh, he, he, t- he starts with a terrible, a few terrible ones, um, but uh, luckily he goes to Moe's, and he talks to Barney, who tells him, hey, I test medical stuff, you know, uh, taking medications, drinking stuff, chewing things, you know, like you chew a wire until you get a shock. That seems like a weird thing to be tested on humans, but sure. Uh, so Homer decides to give this a shot. Uh, and they basically put him through some very strange tests that I'm pretty sure aren't ethical. First, we'll test this experimental perfume on you. It burns! It burns! Ah! Hmm. We'll call it Desert Breeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that appetite suppressant is amazing. Homer, you really have no desire to eat that food? Food? I'm blind! Who's going to buy a pill that makes you blind? We'll let marketing worry about that. Where did that rat come from? He must have brought it in with him. Damn it! Man, is he dumb. Where do they get these subjects? He's a little too well-fed to be a wino. Hey, what's that? Zoom in on Section 8. Rotate 20 degrees. <gasps> oh, Homer, where have you been? Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> went to our next clip a little early. Uh, but yes, as we can see, they have done some horribly unethical tests. And then even when their products are proven to be bad, they just say, we'll let marketing deal with that. Because, sure, okay. Uh, but the thing they found at the end there was that Homer has a crayon lodged in his brain. Uh, of course, 
that's something that could happen. Uh, Homer, what? Nothing. It's. I still like this episode. None of it makes any like real life sense. It's all well, of course, incredibly insane. This is one of those episodes where even I'm going to go. You know what? I'm just going to give it a pass. You have to just buy. Like this episode, if you bu- if you are refused to believe, oh no, well, you can't get crowns in your brain. It doesn't work like that. Uh, it wouldn't even. And if you did, it wouldn't necessarily make you stupid. It's I, but whatever. You have to. It, you have to. Yeah, it might cause poor blood flow and you know kill you if, or at least give you a stroke. But no. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. There's like yeah, we're moving past all the the, car, the cartoon logic they use to make this all work. Sure, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So yes, um, uh, we find out how this may have happened from Homer. Uh, basically, for some reason, when he was a kid, he was shoving crayons up his nose, sneezed them all out, and thinks he got them all. But it turns out he missed one which shows that homer wasn't that smart to begin with at least as a kid uh but i like how they don't try too hard with this explanation they're just like oh yeah this is how it happened and that's what we're gonna go with no big deal or anything which i appreciate you know they're not, they're not overthinking it i agree i think there, there's a lot of smart choices in this episode about how they the connective tissue that which we complain about a lot in a lot of scalier episodes is is largely there at least when they actually get to the plot it, i just wish there was there's a lot of wasted time in the especially this first act i feel like they could have used it better but once they get to the plot it's there and it and it's pretty smart about it's smart about how it gets us from point a to point b and allows character of homer and lisa primarily to you know breathe a little bit, not just like, hey, let's spend a lot of time with about crayons and let's explain. Yeah, exactly. Crayons. How this happened and why this happened. They do slip in a quick joke, as you know, about Dr. Hibbert. Oh, the, the reason Homer has never seen this before is because Dr. Hibbert's thumb covered it up every time because of the way he holds it up. Again, quick, easy gag. Dr. Hibbert's obviously a terrible doctor and he's the only doctor who ever hands the x-ray. There's no radiologist. But OK, quick joke. We learned why. I'm OK with that. We're just moving past it real quickly. It just it, like I, we talked about it last week. It's about uh, just being dumb and just like being confident in it. Exactly. Like, yes, this is dumb. We realize that we're going to move past it because that's what the plot requires. And it's not something that's so out of nowhere dumb that we have to like, wait, wait, wait a minute. This, this doesn't make any sense. Like, if you go with it, it's not going to hurt anything. Right. And it's I think it is. I think also it's a very mundane reason that it's never been found before. It's very yes. mundane. It's like, oh, yeah, I put my thumb over it accidentally. You're like, okay, that's that's yeah, we, we can, we can that, accept that. That's a stupid reason that I can understand. What I mean, medical malpractice happens all the time for way dumber reasons than that. So yeah, exactly. I'm sure, I forgot my keys in yet. We, I mean, Doctor Hibbert has already done that once. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Glick has his his Porsche keys in him. Anyway, so uh, at this point, uh, they give Homer the option of they could remove it, which could drastically increase his you know thinking power, or it could kill him. So Homer, with the idea that it's going to help his killing power, decides that yes, let's go ahead and do this. Which, again, real quick, good joke, moving past it. We're not going to dwell on the, the good jokes. We're just going to let them happen and move on. A classic Simpson years thing. They also gave him a, a spiffy nerd ensemble uh, because I guess they just had some nerd clothes hanging around. But, sure. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with it. So, yes, uh, the family uh, is at home. They're wondering what happened to Homer. So Homer drives up and shows off his new intelligence. Oh, Homer, where have you been? I just underwent a procedure to increase my IQ 50 points. Really? 
And they gave me this spiffy nerd ensemble, too. You feel smarter? Is the capital of North Dakota, Bismarck? It is. I don't believe it. Say something else smart. Dr. Joyce Brothers may be well-known, but her psychological credentials are highly suspect. It's true. <gasps> now, who's up for a trip to the library tomorrow? Notice I no longer say library or tomorrow. I'd love to go to the library with you. It's a date. So, yes, uh, we see here the beginnings of the actual plot. Homer is now intelligent, and Lisa is already thinking, wow, I would love to spend time with my new intelligent father. Now, I do have a few, I don't want to say existential problems with this, that, that Homer all of a sudden, because he's more intelligent, likes different things now. The things you like are partially a product of, you know, your intelligence level, but it's also like how you grew up with it, those sorts of things. Because, I mean, there are a lot of people who grew up in the country uh, who are incredibly intelligent people, but, you know, they like country music. They like going to the monster trucks, whatever. It's not because they're intelligent or not intelligent people like these things. But, again, we can move past that in this episode. I'm I'm willing to just give that to them. I mean, I, you know, as soon as you're, you get smarter, Matt, you like NPR. Indeed. Uh, you like jokes about Glenn Gould mm -hmm. and you, you think romantic comedies are, are dumb. Actually, that might be a realistic one, but the rest of them seem to be a little bit of a stretch. So it's not a it's not I can buy the romantic comedy thing because that is more just like recognizing formula. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with that. Thanks for explaining the joke. It always makes it funnier. I mean, what else would we have for this podcast, Matt, if we weren't explaining the jokes? Yeah. Come on. What else do we got? I have nothing. I can got to give you something. OK, fair enough. Uh, so at this point, they go to the uh, library together and uh, they're having a great time. Uh, they're they're reading books together. Uh, they're making fun of Cleus and his using a turtle to smash or using a giant book to smash a turtle uh, with the turtle then outsmarts Cletus, which, again, that's a pretty cartoony gag. But. I'm willing to overlook it because the rest of the scene is really, really good. It's it's Homer and Lisa bonding over a shared experience, and then they don't get to do that often. This this is what we talk about when we talk about good Simpsons. It's just, you know, the first of their – it kind of detracts from that. But uh, moving on, uh, we see Homer uh, sitting at home uh, solving Rubik's Cubes and listening to NPR because he can't watch television anymore because he's smart. Uh, he has to listen to NPR, and, and they're silly jokes. Uh, we then get to see Homer once again – uh, join off his intelligence uh, he goes to uh, Flanders and says hey by the way I was working on a flat tax proposal which the whole point of a flat tax is that it's it's not hard it's in fact incredibly simple uh, but he has proved that there is no God hey Flanders heading for church well I thought I could save you a little time Ooh, found a new shortcut better I was working on a flat tax proposal and I accidentally proved there's no God we'll just see about that uh oh well Maybe he made a mistake. Nope. It's airtight. Can't let this little doozy get out. So, yes, uh, as we hear there, Homer has uh, proven there's no God. Flanders has accepted this proof, which I, I don't know how that proof works and why Flanders accepts it. Because, I mean, Flanders is a bit of a theologian, but. I guess. Uh, and then Flanders decides that, oh, he's going to destroy this, but Homer is putting it under the, <laughs> under the windshield to wiper up every car, which, sure, why not? I, Let's piss everybody off. I don't I don't like this joke, man. Really? Really. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a great joke, but I just thought it was an interesting one. I, it feels, 
I'd rather just have another moment of Homer and uh, Lisa bonding or something. It's kind of. I don't know. It seems, it seems like okay. It feels you know like oh, is. it's a smart person. They don't believe in God. One, I don't. There's nothing Not you could true. show. There's one you could show to Flanders. There's nothing you show to Flanders that I think that's largely my biggest problem with it. Honestly, there's nothing you show to Flanders that make him believe that there's no God. That's the whole point of like Christian, like especially like the Flanders type of Christianity is like hey, it doesn't matter if there's proof yeah. or not. Well, that's one of the things is you can't disprove god that's like the whole point of theology is you just you can't you can you can like disprove a lot of you know you can use certain certain types of argument to strongly suggest that there's probably no higher being or something like that but there's always like if you can kind of just get don't care about those things or you think that they they're they're not important like it's i don't want to talk about like i find i like philosophy a lot when i was younger i find it mostly incredibly mind-numbing now um but i don't i don't know flanders would believe in god and he wouldn't go oh i need to burn this yeah this is what i believe so i I gotta make sure i mean like there are other ways you do that. I, I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to say, hey, what do smart people do? Hey, who can we play this off of? Flanders. There are better jokes, yes. But it, I feel like that's the most iconic one I mean, in this episode, so I kind of had to capture no, it. It's, no, I, it's fine. Uh, it's not – It's I just don't – it's a me thing, really. I'm not going to blame anyone for like, not liking that. I just don't – I don't – I find jokes about smart people being atheists and let's make – then then homer incredibly tiresome (laughs) and also it's kind of cartoony in the fact that uh homer is they later say that he has a iq of 105 (laughs) and and you're like "Ah, he's not a genius is he is he like is he suddenly like he's just he's slightly smarter than the average man he's dr stephen hawking now like just because he's got his crayon removed and but there it's a little that Strangely enough, with all this dumb cartoon stuff going on, that is the thing that is most cartoonish to me. The fact that they have now he's slightly more intelligent than normal. He's Homer suddenly an atheist, um, and wouldn't I? Again, we can't start. I I was like, I'm like, maybe we should start talking about how none of this logically works. No, let's not do that because this thing will yeah, fall let's, apart. Let's push past this, otherwise this you know, thing the whole will, episode falls apart. Well, yeah, you, you pull a pull one little little thread and whoop, goodbye. <laughs> uh so yes uh after this uh we see uh one i just want to point out once again the flat tax proposal is not hard that's the whole point of a flat tax proposal just want to put that out there uh so and then uh homer goes to the school and lectures kids about not putting things up their nose uh and i would have captured this but it's basically just platitudes that he says it's, there's nothing particularly insightful about this um homer tells them that you know maybe it's not a physical crayon maybe you just have a, a mental block of some kind and to, to push past it which is you know, good advice, but pretty generic. Uh, the joke, however, is that, uh, you know, the school is canceling art, music, and dance because they don't have any money, and the auditorium they're in is being bulldozed into a mini mall, which, okay, joke, sure. Um, so, and Homer points out that it's cool to be smart, which I hope we all realize by now, but maybe back in 2001, that wasn't as obvious. Uh, we then see Homer uh, at the nuclear plant where he, for once, he has done his job. He has gone through and compiled a full safety report and correctly since that mr burns wouldn't do anything with that uh, he sends it to the nuclear regulatory commission uh I have, we also have a quick scene where lenny and carl have uh, basically uh, benefited from homer's intelligence uh carl got a cod piece which i guess 
helps him out in some way. Robbie, do you know what the purpose of a cod piece is? Because I do not. Support, Matt. Okay, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> I guess the the joke is that Carl needed extra support. It's always funnier Which, when you explain the jokes, man. It is. It really is. Okay, so yes, uh, at this point, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission shows up the next day, having read Homer's safety report and shut down the plant, uh, because obviously it's Mr. Burns' plant, and there are numerous horrific safety violations. Uh, and this is where the episode turns. Uh, this this is a good bit, I think, where uh, Lenny and Carl say, oh, your intelligence has caused us pain, therefore you are the problem and we now hate you. Uh, not that, hey, thanks for making our jobs safer, but we hate you now because we were happier in ignorance, uh, which I, I think is uh, one of the points of this episode. But that is where we go to a commercial. Uh, when we come back, um, Homer is sad for the for largely because this is the I I mean I I I like the idea of them taking you know what something a certain character is used to, which is usually is Lisa in this case, and and then importing those importing those kind of same story beats and emotional beats and character beats onto a different character with, and they're not familiar with it. And, be, and because of that, they don't know how to like deal with it because we've seen Lisa deal with this multiple times. And now Homer doesn't know how to deal with it. He doesn't. And like, and it kind of is also interesting because it kind of melds with Homer's long held kind of, I don't know, thematic connection to popularity. Homer always is concerned about being popular um, and concerned about his kids being popular. Largely. Right, because that's uh, – it's funny because I feel like that's one of the things that I would hope a more intelligent person would push past. But obviously that's not true because there's lots of popular intelligent people and people who value popularity who are intelligent. But I feel like in this episode, that's one of those hand-wavy things where, oh, Homer's intelligent now, so he skips past all these to being a more mature person. But this is not one of those cases. It's just a little inconsistent. It is inconsistent, but I think I would argue that this is the part of that equation I would keep. I would throw away the other half, where he, you yeah. know, where he's listening to NPR and Rubik's cubes and all that. I think this is the oh, absolutely. this is the 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 interesting part to me because it is him being smarter. He is not able to disconnect from these things where he knows, like he knows, like pragmatically, like it doesn't matter if I'm popular. It doesn't hurt me as a person but it doesn't matter because he still has these kind of emotional feelings right because i, I go ahead I, I was gonna get on with the story matt you can oh say. sorry uh, real quick i just wanted to uh say that i would have really appreciated uh them thinking of ways when homer could be more intelligent but still be homer about it like oh homer has realized that uh you know, it, it's faster to order uh, things, you know, from the fast food place in a more efficient manner. Or Homer has uh, made it so that his grocery shop are easier, how to drink beer more efficiently, that kind of thing. Things that Homer would apply his intelligence towards. Like that that would feel more real to me. But, you know, I mean, yeah, index. it is. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's easier to bring up smaller things that would it's again, there's still it's still early years episode. They can't be too smart about it. So. Homer goes to Moe's and see they're burning an effigy of Homer, uh, which is something Homer is not down with. Um, he tries to, to to stop them in these gout of Moe's. He's lost all his friends. He's lost his job, technically. Who knows if he still works there at all. Um, so he goes to Lisa, the other smart person he knows, and tells her, like, how do I stop this sadness? Hey, that's me! Stop that! The fire inspector would be appalled. Don't tell me how to feel. 
Yeah. So you all hate me? That's right, Brainiac. You cost us our jobs, which we need for working. Not to mention driving to. And I was a lot happier before I knew Dame Edna was a man. A lot happier. You ain't welcome here no more, smart boy. Hmm. I'm detecting a distinct strain of anti-intellectualism in this tavern. Power off, Einstein. Lisa, why didn't you warn me? Being a brain has alienated me from all my friends. Dad, as intelligence goes up, happiness often goes down. In fact, I made a graph. I make a lot of graphs. Well, what gets you through the day? Oh, many things. Tai Chi, Chai Tea. But I find when I can't keep the unhappy thoughts from swirling in my brain, the best thing is usually a nice long walk. A walk? That's a really good idea. Homer goes for a drive, Matt. Well, of course, because an actual walk would be silly. <laughs> That's physical fitness. Once again, we see Homer applying his intelligence in the Homer way rather than a generic smart person way. It's like they had different people punching up the two acts. <laughs> I that might be true. Um, that is a good. I like the Lisa's Tai Chi Chai Tea joke. That's very good. It's 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 clever. Um, Homer and like. There's a lot of this. This is not really a Homer Lisa episode. No, it's a very Homer focus. When it, yeah, you know. yeah, it's a Homer episode. Uh, Lisa's in it, and it has a very important part in it. But it's largely in service to Homer, and is like only the final. It's it's a very strange thing because only really only the final story beat is about Lisa. Like the the final bit is about Lisa. Everything else is about Homer. It, it's very it, like it, it's a weird Homer episode. In that he, his, his big character beat is the thing that informs Lisa's big character beat at the end, but it's not really about Lisa, even though that story beat is about Lisa. So it's strange. Like, I guess it has, I, I would call it a Homer Lisa episode at, in the, like, in the barest sense, but it's like when 90% of the episode is about Homer, it's hard to call it a Homer Lisa episode. Um, so Homer goes to a movie. He goes to a Julia Roberts movie. Uh, I don't know why he would do this when he's feeling sad. Maybe. Well, maybe they used to make him feel good and he thinks, oh, you know, I'm going to go see a movie. I used to love seeing these movies. But he never. He liked action movies, man. That's true. Maybe this is all that was playing in Springfield. <laughs> they only have one movie theater that shows exactly one movie. So he goes yep. to see a Julia Roberts movie and uh, can't enjoy it anymore. Wait a minute. Somebody's not laughing here. It's him. Hey, don't blame me. This movie is tired and predictable. You know she's going to wind up marrying Richard Gere. <gasps> I thought she'd wind up with that rich snob. Ably played by Bill Paxton. It's Bill Pullman, you fool. <laughs> Point out your plot holes elsewhere. Is there no place for the man with the 105 IQ? So a couple things about this clip. <laughs> One. I would consider Dr. Hibbert, as a doctor, a fairly intelligent person who probably has at least 105 IQ because getting to be a doctor is an extremely difficult task. So if 105 IQ is all it takes to find plot holes in a romantic comedy, I feel like Dr. Hibbert should find them. Two, people watch romantic comedies not because they don't think – they don't know how it's going to turn out. They know how it's going to turn out. That's why it's, they watch them. 
that's why they watch them. They want something comforting. They want the stories they have been told as a youth. They want something familiar and nostalgic. I mean, that's why every action movie is the same. Every romantic comedy is the same. I mean, so many of our movies are just the basic hero's journey. I feel like they could have had a better example. Of I, this. It, it's fine. You know, it, it, I don't mind it, really. It, there has to be a, 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 a something that is kind of the, the switch to another another it's it's strange to me that this is the thing that drives homer over the edge basically but it, there has to be something i would have probably flipped this where this is the first thing that th this is the thing that he goes to first and that prompts him to go to lisa and then he goes out for a walk or a drive goes to moe's and then loses all his friends and then that then that drives him to go to back to the medical research center which is what he does he goes back to the medical research center and says i want to be dumb again put the crane back and uh, they won't because it's irresponsible yeah you should never ever do that they're actually right in this case no they they are right uh you're they're they're, they're obligated to not do it but they do recommend him an unlicensed surgeon which is mo in this case why not dr nick yeah right it's so strange like, they have this character who is voiced by one of the main cast, so it's not like it would be difficult for them to have this character instead. But Mo, really? I, I mean, I Mo's, maybe Mo, they were going for something else. And Mo is also one of the Mo just literally just kicked Homer out of his bar. Why would he allow him back in? Yeah, I, I don't. It's strange to me. But maybe, maybe because he's like, "Oh, you want to be dumb again? I can, I can deal with that. You'll drink more beer that way." Maybe. However, he goes. See, that that would be a good example of Homer being smart. He's like, "Oh no, I drank a six pack of beer before I got here. Just, just one beer, thank you." And have Mo really pissed off at him. That's Homer being smart. So Homer goes back to Mo, and this is where the episode really, where the sin it's, it has to pay for its earlier sins because I think that all that wasted time in the first act you could put that here and stretch this out a little bit and give a little bit more pathos, pathos for pathos. both pathos for both Homer and Lisa. They show it a little bit, but. It's not quite there because there is I really like the scene where Lisa is drawing with crayons and then she finds one missing and it is incredibly harrowing to her because she she's worried that it is Homer took it and is going to make himself dumb again. But it doesn't land as much as it could be because I don't think they establish it enough like they should. I think they should have had they could have easily made it more dramatic and at Homer, instead of going back to the medical research center and then giving him an unlicensed surgeon, he could have just, they could have had a scene with him walking through the house and he's sad and he comes across this, the crayon box and, you know, having a little internal monologue or nothing and just grabs the crayon and leaves. And that's like, I think that's a little bit more artful. Um, and they have to rush through this. This happens really fast. at The end, like it's yeah. Like, like I feel like there should be uh, one of those like a race to to meet each other. Like oh, Lisa and Marge and Bart are racing to find Homer to try and stop him from doing this. And when they get there, they find out they're too late. Yeah, and he's and he because and they're like and then they're like oh no, he's dumb again. And then Lisa finds the note, which is good. Um, it's just I feel like they don't they don't because the first act is nine minutes long and bunch of anime jokes. When they instead they could have just gotten had Homer. You know, had Homer go to the the they could have still gone to the animation festival. They do the mocap suit. He buys stock. He loses it, and then at the end of Act One, they pull the crane out. And then at the end of Act One, it's oh no, I'm smart. And then you can go Act Two is all the development stuff, and then you know it ends with him being sad because he gets laughed out of the he gets kicked out of the movie, and then blah blah blah. Um, but 
it's still <laughs> the the thing is it's still good because it's everything else in season twelve is terrible. So this is this is still even with a rushed ending, I would still it's still much preferable to nonsense ending where everyone goes surfing. Or uh where what the end of Missionary Impossible when Homer is about to fall into lava and they just pause the recording and go to Betty White, basically. Yep. Yep. So Homer goes to Mo. Lisa's worried at, at home because she finds a missing crown, and Mo turns Homer back into dumb Homer. Tell me when I hit the sweet spot. Deeper, you pusillanimous pilsner pusher. All right, all right. Defense! <laughs> Defense! <laughs> uh, that's pretty dumb, but, uh... Extended warranty? How can I lose? Perfect. Sweetheart, a missing crayon could be anywhere. Who wants lottery tickets? Okay, it's in his brain. Dad, how could you? We were connecting in such a meaningful way. We were what, what, and what, what? Uh. Yeah, which reminds me, I need a sandwich. Hey, what's this? I don't know, must be something I wrote before Mo fixed me. Lisa, I'm taking the coward's way out. But before I do, I just want you to know... Being smart made me appreciate how amazing you really are. Oh, Dad. Oh, you want a hug? Well, that I know how to do. This is how the episode should end. Like, sorry, oh, for those of you who don't know, we just recorded our uh, new episode review, which had two minutes at the end about Marge's kite surfing trainer actually being a Russian spy. That's not how you end an episode. <laughs> this is how you end an episode. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a nice ending. I I do have quibbles about how we get there at points, um, but and I also I still have questions about Homer's memory also being gone. Like he doesn't remember writing a note when he was smarter. Does everything he did when he was smart is also gone? Is that how that? I mean, I I feel like he should at least say, "Oh yeah, I wrote that before uh, Mo fixed me." I I don't know what it means though. That would have been makes sense. Oh, I guess I must have written that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the like again, it's kind of nitpicky logic things, which I feel like they could have avoided if they just laid out the episode a little bit smarter. Um, yeah. and I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at with this. Where I think this episode is good. Uh, it's in I think in if you're grading on the season twelve curve, it is great. Uh, but I think it's good. I think it's not necessarily the best of the best. It's no, I mean, it, I don't think it belongs in like classic years, but this would have been a, a good solid season nine episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. It's it's not it's not bad, and that's something. <laughs> when you're doing these episodes and you're in the midst of this in the skull years, it's not bad, which makes it good. <laughs> It 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 has it's it has a heart and it's not mean and Lisa and Homer have and there's actual character growth and arc for Homer and there's they allow characters to feel things for reasons like people just don't do things for no reason at all I know I don't know like and it gets so tiring doing that week after week and this is Lisa like hey Homer is smart now and he feels this reason because of Lisa and they have connective tissue everywhere and it makes sense. And it has an ending that actually ends their thematic arc of the story. And like, 
it's refreshing. It's like a breath. Yeah. Well, <sighs> it's like you are allowed to feel emotions in this episode, whereas in most Simpsons episodes, they just they they consider that anathema, and it's just it's so nice to say, okay, here's an episode on television that's not just about being goofy fun. And I don't know why Mike Scully hated that so much. <laughs> um, I think he didn't hate it. So I didn't think he hated it, Matt. I think he hated having to do the work that would create it. That's true. It, that, that is a lot more work to do something that's heartfelt and meaningful than something that's just wacky fun. Yeah, it's easy to write kind of wacky jokes that are nonsensical and barely connected to each other. It is not easy to use to write jokes that are connected to character and tie into a plot and have layers of depth that is much more difficult and i think that it takes time and it takes long hours which i from everyone has said yeah when everyone anyone compliments mike scully it is always he let us go home at five yeah <laughs> i'm like well i mean that's nice it is nice that going home it is nice i would want to go home with five too i just maybe you should have made less episodes then and they're not that's never gonna happen Matt. i don't don't ever get don't even think that they're ever <laughs> gonna just, why why does network tv have to make so many episodes we've they, proven that it's they, really hard to do that and keep the quality up. they have to fill that time Matt. they there's all they need to keep people watching their stuff so let's have more shows yeah. and more episodes you need all that time filled um that's that's uh that's the end of the episode i like it uh it is good. We will rank it at the end of the show. There are no submissions for my favorite episode. I do not think this episode is broken either. Thank goodness. It's a nice to see one where it's not even a consideration. No, we're like, no, there's problems, but it doesn't. that does not mean it's broken at all. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments from the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Constant News Group is right. Comb through all TV. Simpsons News Group. See what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. What they thought of the episode. Any other notes from the time? Uh, I got some reviews for you, Matt. They're incredibly varied. Wow. More so than last week. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, uh, sure. Sure. Uh, here we go. This was the best episode I've seen in a very long time. Like a lot of shows lately, it took a bit too long before setting up the plot, but the animation convention provided some of the best jokes. It also benefited from not having that stupid plot tangents or a what the hell was that ending. A plus. Uh, next one. When I first read the description of this episode a few months ago, I didn't think it was real. It just sounded too ludicrous to be a real episode. And when I found out what it actually was real, I wasn't expecting much. Boy, was I wrong. Everything about this episode has, was done extremely well. It was full of laughs, too many to mention. Homer's transformation into an intelligent person, and then back to dumb, was done very well, I thought. All the, all the characterization all the characterization was done well. Mr. Burns was actually evil, as it should be, unlike in his last few appearances. Not sure how much I like the fact that Barney is actually sober now, but you can hardly fault that to <laughs> this episode A. Here's some, I got some negative ones for you, Matt. A terrible first act turns quickly into a mediocre episode. It was pleasant seeing Homer as a normal person, but it was like no one could think of a good reason, enough reason for him to return to abnormal. Maybe the first act wasn't wasted on being terrible. The other two could have actually gone somewhere. It's weird that we agree with them about the first act, and but completely disagree about their, oh, we couldn't find a good reason for Homer to go back to being dumb. I, I, I think there was a great reason for him to go back to being dumb. I mean, it's, it's again, it's not like it's perfect, but I don't, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think the you know just because the first act isn't great, the last two acts are good. Uh, I I think that's fine. Um, I think that's largely where you're like I, I think the first last the the first act if it was better would make the second two acts much even better than they are. But 
I, you know, I can't go back in time. Um, our, our final review. I can honestly say that the writers put more thought into the parody of Japanese cartoons than into the rest of this unoriginal and embarrassing piece of crap. F. F, Matt. Wow. Um, I think that person uh, might have been Mike Scully. Nah, I don't. I, again, they, and they, I don't know that they put that much thought into those parody of anime oh, okay. either. Um, here, and uh, final, there, there's also uh, multiple appearances by Osmodiar in this. Was basically just the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones, yeah, of course. or Mister Mistleflick from DC Comics. They're all the same character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all just little weird. They're little weird fifth dimensional beings that can pop in and do anything. Um, the Great Gazoo joke was cute, but it might have been given. It might have given longtime viewers a chill. In an interview, Matt Groening complained that Kidbitzers at Fox were trying to dumb down the series to make it more appealing to children. Someone evidently forgot to tell them that vast herds of children were already watching the show as is. Graining that said that if we ever saw a little green alien like the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones on the show, this would be a sign that they succeeded. Fortunately, what we saw here was just a joke on cartoon unreality. I think. Also, uh, then added to this, this was mentioned by someone who wrote to Bongo Comics concerning the upcoming 167th episode. The radio pointed out that the Flintstones started to go d- downhill when the Great Kazoo showed up in the last few seasons. We were sarcastically pointed out the Simpsons would no longer be worth watching when a Gazoo-like being appeared. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Well, to be fair, the Simpsons were not really necessarily worth watching well before the Gazoo- Great Gazoo- the <laughs> As- started showing up. I, you know, season 10, basically. Uh, we can move on, though. That was all, we, all I found, really. Uh, we move on to our next segment. It's time for the Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Skinner quote? Tons of great answers. As always, appreciate everyone takes the time. First, Brian, welcome to an evening of theater and picking up after yourselves. I teach middle school theater. I have stuck this line in my programs for plays I've directed. Nobody (laughs) has ever called me on it. Bravo. Bravo. John adds, I work in live theater and made this announcement several times over the years. Only been caught out once, though. You guys are amazing. Thank you for the work you do. (laughs) Uh, From AJ, up yours, children. Simple, funny, and the delivery was classic Skinner. Ivana and Lisa the Vegetarian. For the sake of privacy, let's call her Lisa S. No, that's too obvious. Let's say L. Simpson. (laughs) Uh, From Alistair, yes, I am sure. Sure as sure can be. I believe it was a boking accident. Uh, from Darren, listen to your mother, Lisa. I owe everything I have to my mother's watchful eye and swift hand. Oh, there's mother now watching me. What's that, mother? They have the right to be here. It's school business. That sailor suit doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> the whole segment is probably my favorite Skinner moment in the whole show. Tom, I call it Billy and the Clonosaurus. Pure comedy gold. <laughs> Lots of that's a very popular answer. James, yeah. when, whenever I'm talking to other teachers about what our students are into that we don't understand, I love to quote, am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Unfortunately, I don't work with many Simpsons fans, so this falls on deaf ears. Shame. Lauren, oh, there's nothing more exciting than science. Get all the fun of sitting still, being quiet, writing down numbers, paying attention. Science has it all. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong, but there are other aspects to science that aren't quite that boring. Uh, From John, hello, Simpson. I'm riding the bus because mother hid my car keys punish me for talking, for talking to, to a woman, woman <laughs> for talking to a woman on the phone she was right to do it from sean it sounds so made up i mean yom kippur <laughs> i forgot about that one uh from abby justice is not a frivolous thing simpson it has little if anything to do with a disobedient whale 
I like this quote because it highlights how literal Skinner takes everything. Also shows his adherence to the rules is so absolute that he would consider a whale trying to escape in the wild disobedient. This line does so so much in so little time. It really does. From Amy, Diorama Rama, my favorite day next to Hearing Test Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> from Macho Man Brandy Savage at the Paris Up Yours Children. Carolina Karolinski. It's not really a quote. It's more of a gesture, but Skinner does make a good point about raising the taxes. <laughs> It'll cost you. You guys are great this week. These are uh, fantastic. Brian at Brian J. Feld. This is at the Natural History Museum uh, from Stephen at Calo Easy 2220. I don't remember having a secretary or an intercom. Uh, from Lauren, L. Columbia 88. Oh, relax, kids. I've got a gut feeling Ooter's around her somewhere. After all, isn't there a little Ooter in all of us? In fact, you might say we just ate Uter and he's in our stomachs right now. Wait, scratch that one. Uh, Steven at STE Redhead. It's a long one, but it has to be. Now I finally have time to do what I've always wanted. Write the great American novel. Mine is about a futuristic amusement park where dinosaurs are brought to life through advanced cloning techniques. I call it Billy and the Clonosaurus. Uh, from Spike at Your Apocalypse. No, it's the children who are wrong. The phrase that launched a thousand memes. Uh, Snowhead Swan, at Swanhood Swan, it won't come down for months. Curse the man who invented helium. And in addendum to that, Sandy, at Sandy Bassett, I've got you now, my rumpy doppelganger. Uh, from Colin, at Collie Mitch, I spent the next three years in a POW camp. Forced to subsist on a thin stew made of fish, vegetables, prawns, coconut milk, and four kinds of rice. Came close to madness trying to find it here in the States. They just can't get the spices right. Uh, Derek, at Ismis Derek. This exchange between Sumer and Charmers in the 100th episode is gold. I'm sorry, did did you just call me a liar? No, I, I said you were fired. Oh, oh, that's, that's much, much worse. <laughs> Harry Shearer absolutely knows the delivery gets me every time. Finally, from Matt, uh, my favorite Sumer quote is from The Boy Who Knew Too Much. I know, yes, I know you can read my thoughts, Bart. Just a little reminder, if I find you cut, if you find out you cut class, your ass is mine. Yes, you heard me. I think words I would never say. <laughs> not only funny that Skinner will only think curse words assumption he makes that Bart knows what he's thinking also it leads into Homer making the same assumption that Bart can hear in community hitting cat noises from a cat food commercial Matt what is your answer uh, obviously my answer is there's no children here at the 4-H club either am I so out of touch no it's the children that are wrong because yes as always the children are wrong uh, my answer is Skinner standing in a laundromat in front of a vending machine oh yes Let's let's see. Tide, cheer, bold, biz, fab, all, game, whisk. I believe today I'll try bold. <laughs> that is so Skinner, you're right. It's very Skinner's life is not exciting, you might say. Uh next week's question What is your favorite Homer Lisa moment? That's going to be a tough one. It's a tough it's a, it's a thinker. A little bit of a thinker. I'll post this question on all the social media. Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod. Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, it is time once again for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy. One medium. One hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me this season because ultimately he is better at this than me. I just think that I've been asking harder questions and Robbie's been going easy on me, but we'll see. You're easy. Are you ready for an easy question, Matt? I am. These are all from Faith Off. Ooh, okay. Bart learns how to faith heal from who? Uh, I believe it's Brother Faith. 
You are correct. Okay. Uh, all of my questions this week are from Lard of the Dance. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I, I've, I've discovered Robbie's kryptonite. It's season <laughs> bad episodes. Bad episodes are my kryptonite. Exactly. I mean, Lard, right. Lard of the Dance is all right. It's, all it, right. it's better than most, yeah. but you know, we'll see how much you know. Uh, who guest stars in Lard of the Dance? Who does Alex's voice? <laughs> oh, uh, that is. <laughs> I remember, uh, that's not that's not a Phoebe <laughs> from Friends. Since it is an easy question, uh, I think I will no, give it to you. It's Lisa Kudrow. I could. I, you gave me another five minutes, man. I could come up with Lisa Kudrow. Another five minutes, uh, <laughs> Phoebe from Friends. Uh, I mean that's a real name, right? Yeah. Okay. You're meeting the question, Matt. What is the full name of Springfield U's place kicker? Uh, I believe it was Anton Lubchenko. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. I don't know how. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever. Don't ask me to spell it. That's a hard question. No, I'm not asking you to spell it. I am. I just don't know how you remember that. I don't. That is a thing that just. I. I don't think I've ever had that information in my head. I don't think I ever retained <laughs> the name of that, that. I just was like that. Guy, he's a care. He's a. He loses his leg. That's like all I got. Okay, Matt. What's my easy question? All right, my medium, medium, medium question. question, question. What store do the girls go to at the mall when they're planning the dance? I have no idea. Nothing. Zero. Really? Okay. Uh, Zero. Dingo Junction. Oh God. Dingo Junction. Is that? Did we ever actually figure out what that's in reference to? What's that? I believe we talked about it on the episode, and then I completely brain flushed that information because it's totally unimportant. <laughs> okay. Here. You're a hard question, man. What is the final score of the football game between Springfield U and Springfield A and M? Oh, um. God, you in numbers, you, you. fifty-seven to fifty-nine. Uh, no, Matt, it, it oh. twenty-one to eighteen. Oh, okay. I knew they were separated by two points uh, because obviously the field goal helped them win. But you know, all right. Uh, your hard question: What is the name of the company that runs the rackets in Springfield? I have no idea what you're even talking about, Matt. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you a hint. It's the company that runs Homer out of business. They're like, oh no, we run the, you know, the the, the blank. It's never said. It's just shown. I I don't, Matt. No, I got nothing. Zero. Okay. Zero. No idea. We'll make it quick today. Then it is the Acne Grease and Shovel Company. God. <laughs> it's like we run the grease racket in this brown. Hey, my shovel. We also run the shovel racket. Oh, okay. Don't remember. Okay. I've got some bonus questions for you, Matt. Yes. These are from the Simpsons spinoff showcase. Three questions. We got three questions per segment. These are from Zach Power. You're first from uh, the, the Wiggum New Orleans okay. segment. First question. Why did Wiggum move to New Orleans to set up a detective agency? Uh, I believe he was kicked off the force for massive corruption. Correct. What are the labels of the boxes Wiggum and Skinner are carrying up the stairs into their new office? I have no idea. Trench coats and magnifying glasses. Of course. And finally, what does Wiggum say as he kicks the airboat operator into the water? Oh, what does he say? Oh, uh, isn't it like the um, like uh, police business or something like that? That is exactly that. You're correct. Yes. Um, uh, Love Matic, Grandpa. Who is Barney's date? Barney's date. Um, I have no idea. The lady in front of the drugstore is always yelling things. Oh, that's right. Uh, your question. Second question. Betty asks Mo about himself, and Mo runs to ask Grandpa for advice. What advice does Grandpa give? Uh, tell her her rump's as big as the queen. And? And twice as fragrant. Correct. Good job. All right. Final question for this. Homer sold Grandpa's burial suit to buy what? Um, a 
pinball machine? Ping pong table. Ping Clo- pong table. Close table. but no cigar. What is the name of the third segment? Uh oh um oh jeez it's long um the Simpsons and Friends Smile Time Variety Hour. You're very close, Matt. The Simpson Family Smile Time Variety ah. Hour. Your second question: What are the words to Hans Molman's poem? Oh, um, if I could ever be as lovely as a tree, something like that. I think that I shall never see my cataracts are blinding me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And finally, who is in the Springfield Baggy Pants Players? I have no idea. Lenny, Dr. Herbert, Groundskeeper Willie, Selma, Jasper, and Captain McAllister. Of course. Of course. I didn't know what most of those answers meant, so good job. Smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> but that will do it for trivia again this week. I am terrible. Uh, just I, it's, I'm i not trying to take it easy on Matt. It's just I'm I'm underestimating him, I guess. I should be harder. I guess step up my... It's probably too late, though. It's probably too late. I'm, I can't overcome me being dumb. That's uh, that's. I can't make myself smarter. You just have to do nothing but watch Simpsons episodes for a very long time. I have other things I need to do with my life, man. Unfortunately, uh, that will do it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part where men I episodes can rank the episodes categories. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Where does this one go, Matt? I honestly. I have no real idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, because it's season 12. And so I feel like it has to go pretty close to the bottom. But um, where I, exactly? I don't I would like, It's pretty good, but... I would call it... I Yeah, it, I would not put it... I, I think it's the best... I think it's the best season 12 episode so far. I would okay, say. I would say this. I, I think it is between 100 and 200. That's a good place to start. I don't okay. think it's better than 100. Okay. 200 currently is... It's one of those 100 numbers. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, this is a start, because I think it's better than Hello God or Hello Fodder, it's better than Last Tap Dance in Springfield, I mean, that puts it ahead of most of the season one episodes, um, but, you know, it's it's not great, I mean... Is it better than <sighs> The Computer Wore Men's Shoes? I think it is, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Is it better than... than we're, that's in the range of, like, season two, season three, the lower of season four, some season okay. seven, season nine. Is it better than Lost Our Lisa? Um... I think it's around that area. Uh, I, I think it is just because it's a little more focused, not the first act notwithstanding, but not by much. I mean, right above that, we have Bart the Lover and Bart's Friend Falls in Love, Fear of Flying. I think all of those are better episodes. Uh, Lost or Lisa, kind of around there. Um, uh, okay. I definitely think it's better. Okay, but- I, I think I've, I think I, is it, here's the question. And then we can, this is the final question. Is it better than Flaming Moe's? No, it's not better than Flaming Moe's. Uh, okay. I think then below Flaming Moe's, which is at 140. And I think it's in probably the, this category of like six episodes right below Flaming Moe's. We've had this 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 argument before. There's a, That's the Flaming Moe's is the test. Yeah. Flaming Moe's is the, the litmus test. So below Flaming Moe's is Mom and Pop Art. I think Mom and Pop Art is better than this episode. I would agree. And then there is They Saved Lisa's Brain. I would say They Saved Lisa's Brain is better than this episode. Yes, but we're getting closer. <laughs> Miracle and Evergreen Terrace. Uh, which one is that? Was that the Christmas one? I believe that's the one where Bart loses the the. Uh, yeah, he burns the, down the tree yeah. and they fake it and everything. Yeah. I think this is better than that. I agree. So I think that's where we put it. I think it is okay. right below. They save Lisa's brain and right above Miracle and Evergreen Terrace. That puts this at new one forty three on the list. Homar. 
season 12, and it makes it new number 10 of post-Golden Years episodes, um, but definitely number one in season 12 yeah. so far. It's above uh, Computer Warman Issues and Lisa the Treehugger, which are our previous two highest 12, season 12 episodes. Um, that's a good spot. That's not bad for a season 12 I episode for, for at 143. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on the list is still Kill the Alligator and Run. Shocking. And <laughs> gonna, two, if we ever get something worse than that, man, I, we, I don't we will, that man. day. There's worse episodes. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm there's, sure we will. I think there's worse episodes than that. Um, our next episode, Matt, is Pokemon. Pokemon the mom and the... Which has nothing to do with Pokemon. Oh, okay. It has, it's the Michael Keaton as the prisoner guy. As, yeah. a, as a painter man uh which i you asked me what this episode is about i can't tell you no idea oh really okay i remember this one surprisingly fondly we'll see if that holds up it's a marge episode so maybe might good might be good um we'll talk about that next week uh you can find this list at our website it's the simpsonshow.com uh links to everything there is our facebook or twitter or rss feed link to our patreon if you want to help us out give us a couple dollars to help pay for the hosting costs uh, and get a bunch of bonus material along with it. You can check that out. It's um, true. We make a ton of bonus material. You, you have a lot of a lot of stuff there now. Over the years, we've done it. Um, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And check out my other podcast, Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. Zero Finances. About lots of nerdy things. The most recent episode is about talking about midcenturymenu.com and cooking some food from it. Ooh, yummy. No, not yummy. No? Opposite. Oh, oh mid-century, so like the 50s? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, Scary. Not, not, so, we chose some of the otter food items. I guess there's much otter than we could have done. Whatever. I, that's what we did. Matt does not participate in social media. Unless a certain level of Patreon back here, you want to find him. That's true. However, in an uh, attempt to assist my wife, I have uh, begun working on cat telepathy. Uh, I, I'm doing pretty well so far. Uh, I've gotten food and other basic concepts. So if you'd like to send me a message, just, you know, somehow get the message into your cat and then send the cat to me. Uh, I will read out the message, plant a uh, response and send it back to you. That seems incredibly inefficient. Well, you know, that's the only way because I'm not on social media. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And I keep watching the subsets. Shh.